Well, it'll be a different feeling for Australian golf ace Cameron Smith and his Kiwi caddy Sam Pinfold when they step onto the first tee at Royal Liverpool tomorrow night. They'll be trying to defend the claret jug and make sure it's them filling it back up with plenty of beers again. It was a blistering final round of performance that declared Cam Smith as one of the world's best uh, last year in the 150th Open. His putter was scorching, they never looked back, making small talk uh, about uh, their end-of-year party to keep their mind moving freely. So after a move to uh, live and a year to reflect and grow, uh, can the Aussie and the Kiwi on the bag go back to back? Well, Sam Pinfold has been good enough to take our call for a yarn and give us the feeling ahead of that first tee off. Uh, how are you doing, Sam? Uh, first of all, can you tell us, uh, and I didn't realise this t- till the other day, you're actually allowed to keep the claret jug in your own possession throughout the year? Yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, good to be on with you, lads, uh, here at the British Open. Um, yeah, Cam kept the original, or the, the, I think there's three originals, and we had the nine. 28 jug in his possession until um, yesterday afternoon when he had to hand it back. Um, he got he gets a replica which he's had for about the last two or three months. But yeah, we've had that uh, 1928 jug in our possession for the year, and um, we've had a fair few beers and other beverages out of it. So it's certainly, I think it's one of the. I mean, I'm pretty pretty biased, but I think it's one of the coolest trophies in sport. So that's been a pretty cool feeling. Oh, must have been. I, I had actually absolutely no idea about that, but that that's a, that is a cool story. Has it felt like twelve months to you guys since uh, St Andrews? Uh, no, it hasn't. I mean, I, I always think that the golfing world and I guess life in general goes pretty quick when you when you're busy. But uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind twelve months with a lot going on with with the live stuff and change of tour. But um, I mean, it comes up quick, and it, it's nice to be back here. But it certainly doesn't feel like twelve months. Sam, it's been an interesting year. You haven't played as the volume of golf because, uh, of course, you, you crossed over to live golf. But uh, in terms of momentum, what, what kind of year has it been from the golfing point of view? Yeah, I, mean, I'm, I disagree with a bit there, Smithy. Um, we obviously had a lot more time off than what we normally have through that sort of December, January, February period. But I feel once we got going with this live schedule and the four majors, uh, once we got going just before Augusta, I feel we probably played more than what we would have if we were still on the PGA Tour. And I think that's sort of part and parcel of the way the Live Tour was designed with the majors and the schedule. And I really think it's been of benefit to us to sort of keep playing and sort of not have any downtime. We've got a bit of downtime coming up, but um, yeah, I really felt like we've been quite busy. And that's sort of been good for us to sort of play a lot going to these majors and, and keep fresh. So he's, uh, he's certainly been in some form the last sort of two or three months. And Hopefully we can keep that rolling, but uh, yeah, I think we I think we've been kind of a bit busier than if we were playing PJ Tour. So we kind of got the set schedule and know where we're going to be and what we're going to do, which is which has been a benefit to us. Sam, uh, you skipped the the Renaissance tournament last week, the Scottish Open. What kind of preparation have you had going into Royal Liverpool? How good a look at the course have you had? Uh, we have pretty good look. That's uh, that wasn't an optional skip. Obviously, not being a PJ Tour member, we can't yeah. play this. We played Live London the week before and had success there. Uh, we came up to Liverpool on Saturday morning after a few days off in London. Uh, we went to the tennis. Cam went to the Goodwill Festival of Speed. I mean, we enjoyed ourselves for a few days there after a win. And uh, then uh, we've sort of been on the course the last two or three days. So we've seen it nice and thoroughly. And we, we took it pretty easy today. It was a, I don't know if you saw, but it was a pretty poor weather day here in Liverpool. So we took it pretty easy today. and going to uh, play nine more holes early in the morning and be ready to go Thursday. But uh these links courses, I think it's very important just to learn the lines off the tees and what bunkers are we, you basically want to keep out of every single bunker, but um, learn where you can maybe attack a bit more and where you've got to respect the course a bit more 
and uh, then where the wind condition is going to be. So we've had a good prep so far, and we're looking forward to Thursday. Pinna, Louie here, mate. Great to have you on the show again. And uh, it has been a busy 12 months for you, and you, you got to spend a lot of time back in New Zealand and Cam in Australia, which would have been good for the morale. Um, just on the, the golfing front, like the, the putter seems to be scorching at the moment, as it has been a lot of Cam's later part of his career. But the driver, I was watching the Live London event, and gee, it can get you lads in a bit of trouble here and there. I'm, I'm just wondering if you can take us behind the curtain. What are the conversations like, and, and what's the feeling on the tee box when the driver is a little bit wayward and and what's going on behind the scenes to maybe tighten the screws a wee bit on that area of Cam's game, which is pretty flawless other than that. Than that. Yeah, you're correct. You're correct. It's, um, statistically, it is the, or probably, I mean, it's tough to pick holes in Cam Smith's golf game, but uh, the driver's probably the weakest club. And I mean, when he drives it well is when we're really on top. And um, I mean, he drove it pretty well for the first couple of days here in London, just sort of got a little bit loose there on Sunday, and we sort of managed to grind our way and hang in there. I mean, the best conversation, the worst thing is to probably bring up, you know, I mean, you know, we like to play a pretty aggressive, confident game, so I'm not going to sort of not suggest a driver because there's any trouble there. It's more just about reinforcing confidence and sort of freeing up and, and you know, committing to a good swing, and uh, he does that more often than not. But, um, that's, I mean, that's the way we approach it. We sort of... A lot of belief in his game, what we're doing, and then if, if things are right, you know, going a little bit uh, awry, we don't like to sort of bring it up. Just stick to what we believe in and, and stay aggressive. So it's certainly something he continues to work on, and we, you know, we look for other things. But I mean, with this links golf, you can also get away. We've added a um, a stronger three iron, and we'll take the seven wood out this week um, with the way the ball runs along the fairways a lot more. So we'll look to play sort of a, different, a range of different clubs. And I mean, the bunkers are you might as well call them a water hazard or a one shot penalty this week off the tee so it's all about avoiding them and then looking to the spots where you can attack and uh, can't attack and going from there but yeah it's um certainly gets interesting when you're coming down those last few holes in a tournament and the, and a club hasn't been cooperating you don't want to back away from it we'd sort of <laughs> both you know like to compete and be aggressive so you still keep taking it on and and just sort of have belief in his game and his swing so it, uh, it, we got there in the end in london and hopefully he can keep doing the same Sam, there's an interesting finish to uh, Royal uh, Liverpool this time around too. You've got a new par three, little eye they call it, uh, uh, par three 17th, 136 yards long. Seems pretty basic even for a club golfer, but with the wins, etc. How do you expect this to play as a final couple of holes? Uh, it's it certainly is. It's, it's very well designed in the fact it's a new hole, but I mean, if you saw it for the first time, you would have believed you'd been there for the last 100 years or the rest of the course. So they've done a good job there. There's two very severe bunkers, short and to the right. The bunker on the left is actually okay, provided you don't get too close to the face, but um, there's not many places to miss it. It's a small green. It's going to play pretty much, I mean, it's going to play into the wind whether it's in off the left or in off the right um, all week. And uh, we played it uh, in two pretty strong weather conditions on Sunday and Monday. And I think we had 125 to 128 metres to the hole. We hit seven iron both times which our normal seven iron cool. is about 165 metres. So we're allowing a good sort of, I mean, probably taking a little bit off and a little bit lower, but probably still allowing 30 metres of wind um, for an uphill par three, which is um, a lot to take in. And he's managed to hit two pretty good shots here so far, and he, he says he likes the hole. So, I mean, it's uh, it's it's an interesting hole. And, I mean, I, I certainly think it will set play a part on Sunday afternoon and uh, who's going to be the winner. So it's, um, and then you've also got two par fives, 15 and 18, which are going to play the opposite. They're going to play downwind. So there's plenty of opportunity on 15 and 18 to to make a three or a four. So he's, uh, and then 16 is a tough par four. So a big contrast in those last four holes.
It's entertainment deluxe, isn't it, Pinner? I mean, that's just fant- going to be fantastic viewing. It might get a little bit sketchy and tight for you guys out there. I've read a little bit this week about especially going out and then coming back in, how the wind can kind of flip on you. And just when you're starting to get used to uh, wind behind you or into you, then you've got to figure it out in inverse. I mean, how tricky is that for a golfer at that level when your margins are so small and if you end up in these bunkers, you, you're pretty much copping a penalty? Trying to navigate wind that is technically opposite, does it get pretty sketchy? Yeah, I mean, typical of these links courses, are obviously next to the ocean there, a lot of the wind comes directly in off the sea and it makes a big difference with your shot shape. I mean, you can the wind can be sort of directly coming off your left, but if you're just slightly going the other way and you hit, hit a fade it's going to help the fade move to the right or you hit a draw it's going to hold it up and bring it down shorter so it's a lot to do with controlling your flights and your shapes and sort of marrying that up with uh, with the correct club because I mean one what, hitting one shape with one club might go a certain distance and then hitting another shape with, with the same club well, might go 20 metres different so it's all about sort of committing to your shapes and, and knowing which shot but um, I think we, we're going to get generally a west wind here this week. I think it's going to be nor-nor-west the first couple of days and then more a little bit more out the south the last couple of days. So it's going to switch it up. And I always enjoy that in the tournament when it changes during the tournament so you're not sort of, you know, learn it one day and you keep playing for four days in a row. So it keeps you on the toes and, and keeps you working. But that's part of Lynx golf. And I think these Lynx courses need the wind to sort of provide the challenge with uh, with the, the old history and, and the bunkers and the greens the way they are. So looking forward to it. With some, the wind something yeah. we enjoy playing in. Sam, you had uh, St Andrews pretty well sorted out last year, quite obviously. How do the greens, and particularly the greens, how do the greens here compare to St Andrews? Um, yeah, I'd say they're very, maybe a little bit more going on the greens here. Lynx greens in general are, are reasonably flat. They don't really sort of need the, need the huge slopes and swales so that they come off the sides of the greens. But the greens are, I'd say they'll be similar speed. They'll be a lot smaller than St Andrews. St Andrews are famous for the huge greens, so... Certainly smaller than St Andrews, but uh, of speed and sort of slopes, pretty pretty similar. But um, yeah, I mean, again, it's just I come back to it again. The, the bunkers are the big are the big uh, defence in the links, so you need to stay out of those. And uh, and then also think the sides of the greens you miss on. If you're chipping back into the breeze all the time here, you're going to be okay. But missing the greens on the wrong side and becoming downwind is is going to be the uh, the difficult part of this week. Obviously, uh, one of the feature pairings because you are the defending champions as such. Uh, nice grouping with Xander Shoffley and Wyndham Clark, who's been playing some pretty good golf. Yeah, yeah, great group. Obviously, Wyndham's been playing great. We don't know Wyndham too well, but we know Xander and his caddy Kaiser very well. So, uh, yeah, very comfortable pairing and uh, good tee times too. So, uh, looking forward to getting out there with those lads and, uh, and seeing how we go. Uh, in terms of uh, other players going into, there's always pressure on the likes of a, a Rory McIlroy, of course, winning last week in in, uh, uh, in the, the Scottish Open. Uh, who who do you like? I mean, apart from your own guy, who who do you like in these sort of conditions? Oh, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, you know, Rory's obviously playing well. Played well last week for the win. Um, uh, we played with Adam Scott, played 18 with Adam Scott. We had a beautiful 18 holes out there. We turned off about 3.30 in the afternoon, didn't finish till about 8 p.m. last night. And it was beautifully sunny, enough wind to make it a challenge. We had a, had a great time out there with Scotty. Um, I mean, he was playing well. Link's golf, I mean, it, it, it's got a habit of throwing up sort of, you know, some, some random names. But, um, oh, that's another tough one. I mean, it'd be great to see Dan Hiller or Foxy get up there as well. I mean, I've seen both of them this week. Foxy seems pretty confident. It's nice to see Dan here after his win. Uh, just seeing some Kiwi and Aussie flags up there would be nice, mate. 
That's the stuff. Pinner, you're a true Anzac, mate. What's the, you said you get a little bit of a spell after this, so what does the rest of the year look like for you guys? Because you have been flat tack through this middle part, so what's next? Uh, we get a week off, and then we play in Greenbrier and then in New Jersey back-to-back for the Live Tour, and then we take uh, five weeks off. Um, I'm actually coming home to New Zealand for a few weeks in those five. Looking forward to that. And then we play uh, Chicago a week off, uh, Jeddah in Saudi Arabia, and then we finished the team championship in Miami. And then I think we'll be playing in Australia towards the end of the year as well. So sort of getting towards the end of the year now once we get past these majors. But uh, like I said, it all goes pretty quick and keeps you busy. So looking forward to a bit of downtime in New Zealand soon. It's been pretty cold back there, so won't be quite used to that. But looking forward to getting home and uh, maybe getting out and seeing uh, John O'Bear and a couple of the horses got running around there and uh, seeing some family as well. So it'd be great, mate. Sam, um, anyone that mixes with you knows uh, that you love sport, but you, you love a few beers as well. I just wonder, during a tournament, we know you, when you celebrate and win, you, you drink out of the claret jug and you have a few pints at the end of it. What about um, after each uh, after each round? Do you, do you have a couple of quiets and just mull over a few things, or are you pretty regimented? Uh, I mean, is he a gym? Is he a gym guy, Cam Smithy? I mean, I think he's about eighty kilos, ringing wet. Uh, Cam Cam's a very good athlete. He's very he, he's in the gym uh, very professionally, and he re, he's got a full time trainer and works in the gym very well. He's uh, he likes a beer more, than, you know, just like any other lad, and uh, he enjoyed Queensland Origin success as well. But um, I mean, we have a fair few beers to enjoy it. But during a tournament, we're uh, pretty professional. I have a couple of beers with the boys at dinner if the if time allows. But um, yeah, not so much. So it's it's more about enjoying the time afterwards, and uh, and then and then plenty of time off as well. So but no, I mean we. Uh, we had a fair few beers out of that jug and uh, enjoyed the year with that. So hopefully we can win it back and do it all over again. Well, that would be amazing if you could do that, mate. That would be absolutely fantastic. Hey, uh, thanks for giving us a, a bit of a rundown on Royal Liverpool. Um, we look forward to it. We'll be uh, not getting much sleep on this end, I can promise you that. It's a wonderful <laughs> time to be watching golf. Cheers, Sammy. Uh, it, 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 all the best, mate. I hope it goes well and uh, if you, the conditions and things are favourable to you. Uh, we'll, we'll be following you, mate. Uh, mate. Thanks. Appreciate all the support, lads. Thanks very much.